people joining us online from different parts of the world. I see a lot of our people from India, Australia, New Zealand. I don't know what geographic location, what time zone you are in. It's 11.31 a.m. in in the one of the best places that God's presence wants to dwell, Dallas, Texas, the home of the Cowboys. Come on, somebody. And we're excited at what God is about to do in this season, in the life of our church, in the life of our families. I'm so pumped to see our church open its doors uh, once again after six months. And this is week two. You know, we've been getting a lot of feedbacks from our families. We've been attending our services last week, today. Thankful for everybody who's in this building. And I'm praying that God is going to speak to each one of us. How many of you are happy to be in God's house? Come on, somebody. I, I want to see. I, I know y'all are wearing masks. Please don't remove it. But can you just wave your hands and let the Holy Spirit know, God, I'm excited for your presence today. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We are a Bible-believing Pentecostal church, a very spiritual church. So I believe... Um, I, uh, uh, I may come prepared to speak uh, and, and our worship team comes prepared to lead worship. But I believe when the Spirit of God moves, we want to just tune into that and move in that realm. And I believe today, as I am, um, uh, I was, you know, uh, being enjoying that worship moment, the Lord was showing me a couple of things. And I want to declare today in the life of our church and children and everybody gathered on this space here and also watching us online. I was seeing as the children were leading, as the worship team were leading worship, I was seeing in my spirit some chains are falling down. And I believe in Jesus' name. Today is a day that we believe those chains that bound us for such a long time will not be found in my family, in my spiritual life, in my business, in my education. No matter where you are right now in life situation, but I believe in the name of Jesus Christ, those chains are coming down. Do you believe with me, church? Those chains are coming down today. What a great joy. Such a joy to see my dear friends here joining us for worship. We'll definitely get in touch. This is the first time we're getting to see each other face to face. But I may the Lord bless you guys. Definitely get in touch after the service. Um, you know, real quick, I want to jump into the, the sermon series that we started last week. Uh, 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 and and it's, it's a journey that I want to take our church for the next couple of weeks. And I've titled the sermon series as, what's the word? Beyond, as beyond. And I believe during this season and walk of our life, God is wanting to take each one of us individually, our families, beyond the limited capacities that you have been holding on to. This is a season that I believe that God wants to take you beyond. Are you excited for the word today? And today, you know, as I bring God's word, I want to bring your attention towards a sermon uh, uh, that I want to bring today, just for today. Tell it for today. As I was hearing from God, it's beyond borders. I don't know if there is somebody out here or maybe the Lord is going to encourage you in your missionary journey. But today I want to declare this word beyond borders, beyond borders. And I believe that as a church like ours, uh, I believe that a lot of us should take up the calling of God Almighty. I'm not asking you to quit your job, but I'm asking you to consider taking the calling, which is as a mandate fallen in the life of every single one of us as a child of the living God. 
beyond borders. A lot of times we put ourselves in, in boundaries. We like our boundary. You go to Target, you go to uh, Home Depot, you get a lot of signs, you know, uh, uh, which says that this is my space and you can, you know, put it outside your house. You don't want the intruders to come. Trespassers. No, you don't want people to come. This is my boundary. You know what I'm talking about today? You got to have boundaries for your relationship. You got to have boundaries for your spiritual life. You got to have boundaries in your commitments. You got to have boundaries within your, within, within your work spheres, wherever you are. But today I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you mainly on a missional aspect because the Lord has been prompting me throughout last week. Today and this season, I want our church to understand we must operate beyond borders. Are you with me, church? Beyond borders. Last week we talked about beyond fear. Oftentimes we put boundaries for ourselves because we are filled with a lot of fear. Are you with me? Are you with me? You know, of course, during this season, I don't blame anybody, but look at us. You know, how our world has changed in six months, right? How our world has changed in six months. We don't even know how to greet one another now. A brother walked into our church, man, I'm like, okay, you want to hug me? Hug me. You want to give me a fist bump? Knock me down, do whatever you want. But I'm confused, like, how do we greet people? Do we shake hands like six months ago? Do we like, just fist bumps, elbow bumps? I don't know what you do now right? Are you with me? And I'm sure I'm not the only one in this, uh, 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 in this area right now. And everybody, we're all traveling and navigating this season in the life, in our personal life, in our church life, in our work life, in our school life. We put a lot of boundaries. We have limited ourselves within borders. Are you with me, church? And, and, and the vision of our church was always to be Matthew 6.10. It calls out, on earth as it is in heaven. A church without borders. What a beautiful uh, saying that is. A church without borders. You know, want people to feel that they are part of this family. Look at one of us. Look at each other today. We are people from different backgrounds of South Asia, Africa, America. I'm, I'm so glad that as we look around us, we represent heaven on earth. I want a church to be a church that represents God in this generation. Every single one of us, we have a mandate to carry forward and it is the calling of God that beyond my fear, today I'm going to operate beyond my borders. I'm not going to limit myself because people said you are limited to this geographic location. I'm glad. You know, in the last six months, this year on, you know, if you all remember our members, our church, if you remember, what was the name that God gave us for this year, a theme that we were functioning. It was the year of, what's the word? Expansion. Can you shout with me? The year of expansion. Just because Corona or COVID came, you know, God's promise does not change. Even in the midst of COVID situation, in the last six months, more than 300,000 people have joined our online platform. And that is a great number. Are you with me, church? A church that nobody else could ever know, which is situated in Richardson, Texas. Nobody would know. Everybody knows Dallas, not Richardson. Of course, we are part of the big Dallas, but we are in Richardson. But from Richardson, God could use Zion Church as an epicenter of revival in many homes in DFW, around our nation. And I am praying that this river will flow in different areas. And I am praying prophets will arise in our generation from this church. I'm going to pray missionaries will rise up and we will send them to the ends of the world because that's what the word calls out to do. 
beyond borders. Turn to your wife or your partner, whoever is sitting next to you right now, and let them know beyond borders. Get ready, baby, beyond borders. You should say, get ready, baby, too. Matthew 28, Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20 is where I want to come for some moments. And after that, we'll get into much more of the scriptures. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. This is how it goes. It's the, it's the great, great commission. It's the commandment. It's the mandate that God has given in the life of his children, the disciples, his followers. He taught them for three and a half years. But now it was, it was exam time. It was test time. It's, it's, now is the time you are going into the world. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. The goal of a Christian, a new believer who accepts Christ as their personal savior, this mandate is on you. You don't wait for a missionary. You don't wait for a pastor. But it is the role of every single one of us. Are you with me church? You might be wherever God has intentionally placed you in that job that you don't like. Be a missionary. In that school that you don't like. Be a missionary. Are you with me? In that neighborhood or community that you think is not good. Be a missionary. You are the only gospel perhaps they might read. Are you with me? People don't have time to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Before you get or take them there, probably you are the only gospel that they are reading. Let them watch you. And that's why the word of God is very clear today. Go and make disciples. Hallelujah. When I was ministering in, in India, I always said this and a lot of people didn't like it. I'm not there to convert people. And I don't like, I'm not, I, I can't convert anybody. I can't convert my baby. I can't convert anybody. But all God has asked me to do is the sound teaching of his word and to make disciples. What is a disciple? Somebody who follows. Make them followers of Christ so that they follow the teachings of God, which he himself has commanded us to follow. Let people see our behavior, our work. Let people see our family life. Are you with me? In a couple of months ago, a young girl walked to our church from uh, another community and she walked in and she came and she saw families coming together and worshiping God. She broke down and she said, Pastor, I wish, I wish I can go back to a home that has thought, that is filled with so much joy and, and you know, happiness and my parents are together. I wish, I wish. There are so many people that are hurting today in our world outside that you look up. But what has happened is, because we have limited ourselves, we can go beyond our own self. Listen to this church, listen to this. To go beyond your borders, you have to see beyond yourself. In today's world, and especially now in the last six months of COVID-19 taking over the whole world, we cannot see anybody beyond ourselves. Are you with me? Is that not true? Is that not true? And I'm not bringing this word any lightly. We need to take precautions. When you walk into places, you know, we ask the church families to walk into this sanctuary with face mask because we, we love each other, right? We want to be a place of safety. But at the same time, listen, listen. To go beyond your borders, you have to see beyond yourself. Fear 
has paralyzed people today. Fear has captured people that their vision is blurred out. And in, in, in for any direction, any course of action that you take in life, might be your ministry, might be your uh, business, your education, your family, your relationship, you got to have vision. My people perish because they lack, what's the word? Come on, help me church. They lack vision. My people perish. The book of Habakkuk helps us to understand. Write down this vision so that everybody knows and understands when they read what the vision is. Are you with me, church? You got to have vision for your life. You got to have vision for your ministry. You got to have vision for whatever you are doing. Every single day and journey of your life, you got to have a vision. But today in life's journey, to go beyond your borders, you have to see beyond yourself. Our vision is blurred because of fear. We are not able to go beyond our limited capacity because you are just seeing. You. The more you see yourself, you see a broken man, you see a broke budget, you see yourself that cannot succeed and conquer in life. That's where you got to lift up your eyes, look to the heavens and say, where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and the earth. He is my provider. Jehovah Jireh, he will take care of my life, my family, my business, my education, my relationship will be taken care of by God. To see beyond the borders, you got to start seeing God. Start seeing God. Because when you start seeing yourself and you're caught up with only yourself, man, you can't do it. We are weak. We can conquer. We can do the things God has asked us to do. But that's where the beauty of God's word is. You start looking at the face, face of Jesus. We know the story of Peter. How many of you know when Peter, you know, he's too excited when he saw Jesus walking on the water. What did Peter say? Lord, if it is you, let me walk on the water too. I love Peter. I love Peter. He's so bold, so much charisma. He just jumps in. He just jumps in to do things, right? And Jesus says, you know what, Peter? You don't walk like me? Get, get out of your boat. You can't walk without you getting out of your boat, right? You need to get leave, start leaving your comfortable place. You know, in a big river, the most comfortable place is the boat that you are in. Are you with me? The boat that you are in, the ship that you are in. You know, last year and I still, that was my most uh, memorable time in the year 2019 to take our church uh, for a cruise. And we have a lot of our families here. And I, we were going back, uh, you know, from the pictures again last week with some of our families, so, you know, I don't know, I think we had close to 20 plus families that travel. It was such a beautiful, memorable time. But the most safest place for us to be in that ocean was to remain in our cruise. Anytime we step out of that, it is danger. We all know that, right? We all know that. Jesus is now calling Peter, you know, walk like me, better obey my commandments. Obey my teachings. Listen to what I'm about to say. Look at me. Leave your comfortable boat and step out. Ministry is not comfortable. Are you with me? Now, if you want to get comfortable with the work of the Lord, do something else. 
I'm being very, very honest. Do something else. Because when I stepped into ministry, when I was just 12 or 13 years of age, my pastor called me and said, are you really, really sure that you want to do this? Because as a young boy, I saw all my friends playing. All my friends had vacation, but my vacations were in church. And my dad knew when exactly he needs to, you know, schedule the fasting prayer. 21 days, 40 days fasting prayer. He knew exactly. He saw my school calendar and he knew exactly when he needs to schedule the fasting prayer. So listen, my 50 days or my two months were all spent at church growing up. Growing up. And Josiah and Ariana are going to be the same. This is a recorded evidence of the same, okay? But listen, 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 listen. But, you know, ministry is never comfortable. Are you with me? If you are, you are stepping into what God has asked you to do, the first foremost thing you see is you have to leave the, the people you love the most. Are you with me? Elisha was called by Elijah in the Old Testament. What did Elijah say? Master, can I just go? Give my parents a tight hug that I, you know, I, because I know that walking with you, I can't go see them again. Can I say them good final goodbyes and come back? Elijah said, go, do as you please. And he went to give them a goodbye. Why? Because in ministry, it is not comfortable. When you step into doing what God has asked to do, listen, listen, listen. You don't work in the expectation of people, but you look at the eyes of Jesus Christ. Because the more you look at people, your vision will be blurred. Look at the face of Jesus Christ. Let it hurt if it hurts his heart and he will continue to lead you. Jesus called Peter to walk on the water. Peter was brave enough. He jumped out of it. He, I love Peter for his, his action. He was so, so fast in obeying. He walked. He started walking. He's calling, hey John, do you see this? I'm doing a Michael Jackson steps because I'm following Jesus. And Peter started following Jesus, looking at the face of Jesus. He started calling out all the other disciples. He said, you know what? I am better than you guys. You know why? Because I can walk on the water just like Jesus did. Signs and wonders are happening in my ministry. When I speak, thousands of people are joining. Everything is so good. Wonderful time of serving God. I am going beyond my borders today. I'm stepping out into the unknown because I see Jesus and I'm walking on water. I'm the coolest disciple ever to walk on earth. And now I get to walk on water too. But what happened? We know. There's the raging storm, the ocean, and he started seeing everything else. The moment he took his focus out of the face of Jesus, what happens? Bible lets us know he starts drowning. Have you been in that place of drowning recently? Maybe this word is for you because you have lost your vision from God. Listen, listen. Natural eyesight is a great blessing that God has given us. We see people. When we see people, we see, is there any danger? Are they loving? Are they kind? We, we perceive with what we see and then we make our judgments. We, we make our judgment. Is this a trustworthy person? Is this a trustworthy place? And then we walk into making any sort of progress with our relationship. Vision is very important. But don't just continue to have natural eyesight. You got to have uh, insight. 
that many people today are destroyed in the work God has given them is that we continue to look with our eyes, which is good in the natural, but somewhere in the spiritual, you have lost your insight. And for having an insight, you got to have and follow a continuous relationship with our Savior. Are you with me, church? Are you excited today? You know, listen, listen. And it goes the same way. Peter started drowning. And you know what Jesus said? Look at me, Peter. Look at me, Peter. The first thing, look at me, Peter. When you read through the scriptures, look at me, Peter. He extended his hand and he got him again. The beauty of God's word is that even in the midst of our pain and struggle, brokenness and past, Jesus does not stand aside and laugh like many people and friends do. He will come by you and he says, give me your hand. Let me get hold of you. Are you with me? Many people are waiting that you will fall in life. That you will fail in life. That they will, you know, make your pictures on the billboards and announce that so and so. And this family is destroyed. They are captivated by sinful world and they're destroyed forever. But you know what Jesus does? He comes right next to you and he says, baby, I got you. I got you. I got you. Because there is nobody else like Jesus. And he comes to strengthen us. Peter's story changes forever. I want to take your attention to us real quick, you know, as we navigate into this portion, uh, into a scripture here that, that, that I want to bring your attention to us is Jonah chapter 4. Jonah chapter 4, verse 11. Jonah chapter 4, verse 11. Listen, in Jonah chapter 4, verse 11, you know, you come to the portion where it says, but Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who can tell their right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me here? Jesus, or God is asking the prophet Jonah. The mandate on Jonah's life was God calls him in Jonah chapter 1. You see, you know, you know, go back home and read through the scriptures. You see that uh, uh, God is asking Jonah to go to Nineveh, right? But where does our boy go? Where does our boy go? He, he, he goes to Tarshish. He runs away to Tarshish. Exactly, you know, same farthest distance from Nineveh in the opposite direction. He runs away to Tarshish. What happens? What happens? Everything in Jonah's life that he planned is failing. You see, everything in Jonah's life is failing completely when he is not in the will of God Almighty. His life is in danger. The, sh or the ship that he's traveling and the people that are on board, all the other sailors, Everybody is in danger. And everybody calls out, who is this new person? Why do we have so much trouble here? Are you with me? Are you with me? When you are not in the will of God, no matter where you go, you will never succeed in life. And with you, you will take a lot more people into destruction. When you are not in the will of God Almighty. Jonah had to realize that. Jonah immediately understood it was his problem. And that's where you come across, you know, he, he, he understands and he asks the people, you know what, your, your problems will come to an end if you just take me and throw me in the ocean. 
And the people are scared. They don't want to do it. But then they are forced to do it because, you know, the, 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 the storm started raging much more uh, stronger. And they throw him in the ocean. We know the story. We all have read through our, you know, kindergarten, our Sunday school days. And we understand. And what happens? There is a whale that God ordered. And, and the whale is ready to pick up. Where Jonah falls, swallows him. Jonah lives in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. And the story is validated by Jesus himself in the New Testament. You have read that portion, right? And, and you see and understand. But the entire book of Jonah, even though it's a story, it's a dramatic experience here where Jonah runs away from God. But the moral or the theme of the story in the book of Jonah is that creation obeys God, man does not. Are you with me? The entire story of Jonah helps us to understand creation follows God. Why do I say that? There was a storm that raged against the ship when Jonah ran away. The whale obeyed God. The fish, whale, obeyed God. And then you see the vine grew when God ordered a worm came when God ordered in through the four chapters of the book of Jonah. You read how creation or the nature obeys God. The theme of the book of Jonah is not just Jonah running away, but it, is, it shows the disobedience that you and me carry in our life. Today you see around the creation obeys God. Everything that he has created is instituted in his place to function at the word of God Almighty. But it is today the man that God created disobeys him. Are you with me church? Are you with me? Let us take this as a challenge in our life. To go beyond borders first you must see things beyond yourself. It's me, I and we are always conscious about myself. Start seeing beyond yourself, you see people hurting. You know, Jonah realized, you know what? God will kill me in the belly of the fish if I don't go. And then he says, God, you know what? I'm ready to go. You know what? You wrecked my life completely in the ocean, in the belly of the fish. Now I'm ready to go. And God orders the whale to just uh, uh, throw him out. And then he, he, he gets ready to go to Nineveh. He goes and he preaches. And the entire king, cattle, and everybody turns their heart to God. They repent from the sin. They hold a massive fasting and prayer for the land. God pardons them. God does not destroy the land. Listen, when Jonah sees that God did not destroy, he gets very upset. He gets very upset because he does not want another nation to thrive or prosper. Are you with me? Are you with me? Our mindset today as human beings is not any less than what Jonah was living 3,500 years ago. Are you with me? We cannot see people beyond ourselves. For Jonah, he did, he did a great ministry. Just think about it. His one preaching turned the whole nation towards God. But this man is not happy at all. He's so angry with God. And you see in chapter 3 and the beginning of chapter 4, he's angry with God and he accuses God. Why did you save these people? Why? Why do you care about these people? 
He's angry with God. And that's where, you know, in Jonah chapter 4 verse 11, that book closes with this scripture here. But Nineveh had more than 120,000 people. Many cattle and many people. Should I not be concerned about that great city? Now today as we take and look into the scriptures, I want us to ponder for a moment and think about it. This is the words of God and I want us to ring that in our head, my, in our heart and take it with us. God is asking us, should I not be concerned of this nation? Should I, be not, be, should I not be concerned of, of South Asia? Should I not be concerned about the people around you in your neighborhood? Listen, the work of God is always starts with your Jerusalem first. Are you with me? It starts with your Jerusalem first. What is your Jerusalem? What is your Jerusalem? Huh? What is your Jerusalem? I personally believe, I personally believe your Jerusalem is your family, which is where your ministry begins first. You don't have to be a pastor to minister within your family. Are you with me? Are you with me? You lead your congregation, which is your wife, your husband, your, your children, your kids, and all together. You lead your family within your house. And that's where you begin. Your Jerusalem, your family. Minister unto them that they grow in faith in Christ Jesus. That you prepare yourself and your family for the return of Jesus Christ. You teach them and then look into yourself. Your Judea, your Samaria. You look into yourself, your neighborhood. I am praying for the city of Richardson where God has placed us. I am praying that the, we will go beyond the borders of the city. Of this neighborhood. That I believe there are people that are hurting. There is the strong Hispanic community out there. The Vietnamese community out there. And I believe in Jesus name. That we as the church will be missional. To go beyond our borders. To make sure that they find the grace of Jesus Christ. Are you with me church? And it is our responsibility. A lot of us have been running away. From where God has called us to. Because we don't want them to be saved. We don't want to get out of our comfortable places. We are very caught up with where we are right now. And a lot of our families, listen. Uh, if there is no medical conditions, feel free to attend our online services. But if there is no medical conditions, uh, uh, feel free to attend our in-person service. Don't get caught up. And let not fear navigate your life. Are you with me? And today, we are caught up with a lot of fear, which has paralyzed us. But I pray God will help us to go beyond our borders. What are the borders around you? I'm just asking you a question today. What are the borders around you? Where you have limited yourself? Where you think you can function beyond that? Maybe somebody has said that you can't do it. Your friend, your, your, your teacher, uh, your parent, maybe somebody, somebody in your family who is very influential, who had an influential voice in your life. But can I declare today, cancel those voices in Jesus' name. Let the words of God ring in your heart today that baby, you are about to go and break boundaries, break barriers in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Always understand this. When you get to do things that people have not done before, 
you will always get setbacks. When you do things that people have not done in missions, in ministry, you will always get setbacks. But don't limit yourself just because you got a setback. That uncle said this, this auntie said this, that family said this. You know, we have a lot of people who are heartbroken because what people have said. You know what? Why do you care? Believe in what Jesus has said. If the more you hear and focus and look into the face of God, let there be an insight within your heart. Father, help me that I go beyond the borders. Go beyond the borders. Listen, at some point, we need to stop giving into excuses and start stepping up into the purpose for which we are created. You and me, we're not, you know, Rick Warren would say this, you know, we're not born by accident. Are you with me? You and me, I don't believe I came into existence just because my parents had a good time. Are you with me? But God has placed me with a purpose on this planet and I happen to be their child. Are you with me? Are you with me, child? Are you with me, church? Each of us here, every single one of us here that is living and in, 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 in person in this building and also on the online platform, you and me are not an accident on this world. There was somebody that I was ministering to a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago actually, and, and, and this young boy um, um, does not have a dad. In fact, he does not know who his dad is. Very painful when I was ministering to him. I was just sitting down and counseling and helping him because he holds a lot of these emotional baggages from his relationships and mom... Uh, uh, you know, had been into many relationships and, and nothing really worked out in his life. And this young boy, young boy was heartbroken when he sees families and parents and husbands. And when he sees people around with happy family, he's heartbroken. He's heartbroken. And listen, I had to tell him, I know that you are here and you don't know who your dad is. Probably many fathers walked into your life in the relationship. But listen to this. You can change your future. Because of what Christ has done on the cross. Don't limit yourself to your past baggage. That's just your past. Leave it behind. Jesus is calling you ahead today. Are you with me? And the, way, the reason why I'm sharing this today is I am sure the places that we are living in, the areas that we are working, there are people who are heartbroken. Reach out to them. They need Jesus. And only Jesus can fill the vacuum they are in. Are you with me, church? Only Christ can fill the great vacuum in their life. And only Christ can do it. Listen, at some point, we must stop giving into excuses. I have seen a lot of people giving me excuses. I can't do this. And, and you know, I don't get it when people are single, not in school, working 8 to 4 o'clock, right? And right now, right now it is a, a work from home kind of a situation. And then they say they are busy. I don't get it. I'm like, what are you busy with? I have two kids and one is under three months and it's, Y'all translated my emotions, right? 
right? <laughs> People are very busy. What are you busy with? Come on. Don't start giving excuses. Even if it is the little bit that you can give out to the presence of God, give out to the kingdom of God Almighty, do it. Do it. When you start doing what God has asked you to do, you wouldn't know where all God will take you. Are you with me, church? There's a brother that I asked him to preach at our church a couple of months ago. The moment I invited him, the next question was, what will be my honorarium be? I'm like, brother, I'm so thankful that you reached out. Um, uh, you let me, but uh, let, let, let me just look beyond that. You know? I, mean, I don't want somebody to come and like, oh, what will my honorarium be to preach at your church? No. Freely it is given. Freely you'd go give it to God and His people. Right? And now when you receive something from the people, part of your blessing, take it. That is the blessing given to you. But listen, don't do ministry for money. Don't do ministry just because, you know, you want to preach at a place where filled with thousands of people. Last week, somebody invited me and they said, Pastor, uh, can you preach on my, our, our Zoom call? It's a church in Chicago. And they said, we only have five families. And I said, please don't give me numbers. I'm ready to minister wherever you are. And I'm willing to do that. And I pray that there will be a group of young people that will rise up. That you see, Lord, my work that you are calling me to do. Whatever you call me to do, oh Lord. Father God, I won't complain. And I won't give excuses. Are you with me, church? Start giving excuses. And step, uh, at some point, we need to, can I have the worship team behind me? Stop giving in to excuses. And stop, start stepping up into the purpose for which we were created to be know your purpose today you're you're more than what you are right now are you with me can we all rise up in God you are more than what you are right now there is more to be done through you Bible helps us to understand through you let the kingdom of God advance Jesus tells us you know people are asking where is your kingdom is your kingdom here or is your kingdom there? People are in the place to ask Jesus. Then they were thinking, they were thinking, and they wanted to know that Jesus is your kingdom. Is your kingdom in an earthly form? Is it like a nation? And people wanted to know and understand where is your kingdom? Jesus said, My kingdom is not here. My kingdom is not there. My kingdom is is beyond the geographic borders of this world. Are you with me, church? My kingdom is the people. My kingdom is you as an individual. Listen, church. You know, I was reading through a book about the kingdom principles by a great man of God. And this is what he says. You know, every kingdom has a king. You can't have a king with no kingdom. A kingdom has a domain and the king rules over that domain. And today I want to declare in this house, your life, your family is the kingdom of God Almighty. How does the kingdom advance? The kingdom advances through you because you decide today, I go beyond my borders. I go beyond my borders. You might live in Colony or Sunnyvale, Richardson, Garland, Saxe, Murphy, Bangalore, Tamil Nadu, Sri Lanka. You might be in Pakistan or wherever you are. But today I declare under my voice, receive the anointing of God Almighty because you are about to step into and go beyond your borders. 
Go beyond your borders. Don't limit yourself. Step into your purpose. Go beyond your, your borders. Go beyond your borders. Go beyond your borders. Every eye closed as we are going to sing a song and worship our Savior right now and give Him glory and honor during this time also. Our online giving platforms will be mentioned online on the stream. You can uh, feel free to um, you know, uh, share your uh, tithes and offering. Also, people in the building, if you have a hard cash with you, while well, you walk out, there are the offering buckets where you can drop out your offerings and tithes. But listen, church, listen. Today, let's make it a decision in our life. Lord, I am ready to go beyond my borders. I won't let people decide where I can minister, what I can do. I'm ready to go beyond that. Go beyond my capacity, O Lord. Father, going beyond, I'm starting to see beyond my natural vision, my natural eyes. I see a vision right now. Some of you all have been very, very, very scared of doing things. Listen. But God says, Blessed is he who brings good news on the mountaintops. Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news on mountaintops. Listen to this. God is changing out some of y'all's old shoes. He's giving you a new shoe. To step into places that you thought you can't. To walk into areas where you thought you will never succeed. You are about to succeed. You are about to move in. You are about to step in. And you are about to do it with the grace of the Almighty God. And He says, I'm about to change your shoes today. I see in my spirit. I see in my spirit. There are some people in this building. You're scared. You've taken a back seat of doing nothing. You've taken a back seat in doing nothing because everything that you were doing thus far is blurred out right now. Listen, there is somebody out here right now. I'm going to speak to your life. Everything that you were doing thus far, your ministry wise, it seems to be very blurred out. But today, I declare it in the name of Jesus. Everybody stop praying right now. I sense a mighty anointing in this building, in this room. And I am praying for a supernatural move of the Holy Spirit. Fear has no room. Let it get out in Jesus' name. Fear has no room. Fear has no room. Fear has no room. There are some people worried about finances. Brother, sister, I don't know who you are. There are some people worried about your finances for your ministry. And I am here to declare, my God is your bank. And he says, I will supply all your needs. My children and your children's children will not ever lack anything. Let me sing a song and worship God right now.